Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. Hi everyone, welcome to With Clarity and Purpose. And today we have a very special guest, Susan Gomez, the CEO and founder of Sugo Petit. Susan, how are you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Janet. This is amazing. I really, really love seeing you achieving your dreams as well. Oh my God, you're the sweetest. You have been someone that since the beginning of my entrepreneurial path, you have been there for me every single path, every single time. Yes, it's, it's been a long yeah. journey. It's been many years. I know, right, since we met. Yes. Like how long? 2013. 2000. Oh my God, that's like seven, eight years. Eight yes. years. Wow, yes. that's crazy. I know. We had no idea <laughs> we were going to be given this. Years. I know. All our ideas were only here, and now they are shining in the world. So. That's right, because when you met me, I was in corporate my first year, and you were. I was also in corporate. You were also in corporate. Yeah. Isn't that crazy. Yeah. It's so amazing. Awesome. It's so it's it's so unique because you know it's so hard to really have that at the same time, you know, with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been a beautiful journey. Yeah. And Susan, to start, tell us your background. Tell us where you're from, how did you actually make it here to the US and how was your journey? Yes. Originally, my background, my family. They were involved in the fashion industry, I not necessarily that. the way I'm doing it, yeah. but that was my dad. My dad was a tailor, couture, and all his brothers do something related to that field. Either they do uh, tailoring, or they have a clothing store, or they wow. have a fabric store, or sewing materials. It's like, that was my world. I grew up in that industry completely different to what I'm doing because I'm more on the scaling side of it, yeah. that I can scale. They were very local, but you know, we learned those things here in the US. <laughs> That's right. Wow. And then obviously, I guess my dreams are way bigger than, I guess, my uncles, my family. It just depends to, to what you're exposed and um, I don't know, maybe since I was little, I always had bigger dreams. Yeah. I love what they do and I love what my dad did you know as a tailor i love the dresses he made i love the all the suits he made it was beautiful and so i always wanted to do the same thing but i always thought i'm gonna be better <laughs> i love that why not right no, yeah, he yeah. wasn't great he was amazing yeah. but i always thought i'm gonna do bigger things and better things in the same field so that was kind of like since very a very young age I had that hunger right Born in Guatemala City. Then we moved away from the city when I was six years old. We went to live in this 
very, very rural area of Guatemala. It was all farming. Nice. Really, there was really nothing there. We didn't even have electricity where I grew up. Wow, I didn't know that. I lived there for six years with my family, and then they sent me back to Guatemala City mm-hmm. because I wanted to continue. Well, they wanted me to continue with my education, so they sent me back to the city. I lived with my aunt since I was 12 years old. And, you know, it was a different experience. It's very rough when you live your family very young. Yeah. Even though my aunt was the best aunt also, she was such a great example for me. She taught me a lot of things that I didn't learn in my house. And, you know, she's almost like a second mom to me. But uh, it was still very difficult, you know, but I grew up very fast because of that, you know, being away from your family. So it was a great experience. Back, you know, back in the moment, it was painful, but now I am so grateful for that experience because it gave me a lot of grit and it gave me a lot of, um, I kind of like had to push away the fears. Yes, yes. I was going to tell you that because even my own experience, right, that I had to move away from my family when I was nine years old. My family has been the biggest driver for everything I do, so I'm sure your experience has, hasn't been so different from that. Yeah, it is exactly. Yes. So ever since a very young age, we all have fears, right? Yeah, every, every single person. Right. <laughs> and so, but I, since a very young age, I've learned to not to listen to that voice. Yeah. And so I've been very great. I guess since I you was have been. Yes. <laughs> you, you are very brave. I've learned to be very boring, which is good. Yes, yes. And then, you know, finished my career in Guatemala City as a fashion designer, which it was, I was the very first person to graduate college in my family. Wow. That's all, nice. It's That's so beautiful. funny. Yes, it's so funny because all my uncles are entrepreneurs, but they all started at a very young age to do their own thing. And that's perfect. But they never focus in education and I am huge in education. Yeah. yeah. To this day, like I always feed my mind and my fields or all the areas that that will help me to be a successful business owner, um, better designer. Yeah. Um, you know, in every area of the business because you, you also have a business, so you know all the areas that you have. Yeah, you got to learn everything, yeah. maybe at, at the beginning too, right? That you are delegating less and you're more responsible for many projects, and right? So you got to know what's going on. So what a beautiful gift that your family had the foundation already of the industry that you are already in. Yes. Now, when for the first time you felt like, that was it for you. That was like your purpose or, or an industry you wanted to be in. Well, it was actually when I moved to Houston. So in Guatemala, that was my world. Yeah. Right? I, you knew. I grew up doing that or seeing my family doing that. That's all I knew. Yeah. You know, I would go, my aunt had a, also a, a fabric store. So I would go from there to some errands for her. And it was all fabrics related or sewing related she had different seamstresses and so she would send me to you know to drop off fabrics to pick up you know garments and all of these things so i grew up with that so it's been ingrained in me but when i moved to houston in 2007 
I had big dreams. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the US and I'm going to become a fashion designer. So you always kind of knew that that was your dream, even yes. going to the US. Yes. Okay. However, <laughs> I got here and it was a completely different <laughs> world, right? Because yeah. I didn't know anyone in the industry and, and you're like, I wasn't shocked, right? Because I was like, what am I doing? Like, wow. I left everything that I grew up with. And I come here, I don't know anyone in the industry. How do I do it here? And the business model that my family had in Guatemala didn't work here. Yeah. Because here is the consumer mindset. Yeah. Over there, you know, it's different. People still enjoy to get their garments done, custom made. Mm -hmm. it, it, to this day, they still, you know, you have a wedding, you go to get I your another dress to, you know, you have an important meeting, you go to the seamstress yeah. or to the couture to make you a special dress for that event. Here, that doesn't exist. Here is like, we want it now, I want to see it, I'm trying to buy it. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. However, I still did about five years of custom-made clothes in Houston nice. for the first five years. And then I finally decided, you know what, I have to think this through. I need to come up with a different business model that will work for this for this space, for yes. this, this country. But I, I didn't know, because I didn't have anyone to guide you, right? Know then I found a job, I you know, entered the corporate world and I worked there for seven years and nothing related to fashion. And it was, it was completely, completely different market. And at that time, were you still working on your side business? Or so I, yeah, I did it for a long okay. time. I did it for five years, and then, but once I went into uh, the corporate world, I completely quit. Yeah, because yes. you know, it was not what I was doing. It wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. I enjoyed it, but I wanted to reach out more people, right? Yeah. And I, I didn't know how to do it. Wow. So I went to work for so many years for this company that I love with my heart too. I left my second family there, you know, seven years mm -hmm. there and, and um, I loved working there. But of course, I would come to work and in my mind I was like, how am I going to achieve my dream, right, of yeah. becoming a fashion designer and serve a market that really would like my designs. And just, you know, kept asking questions and kept asking questions. And around, I think after I made you, maybe around 2015, 2016, I finally decided, okay, well, let me start at least blogging about it, right? Just to stay yeah, in touch with it. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, started blogging about it. And as I entered that world, then I started to, I guess, having those answers those questions answer little by little you know like i would meet someone and they would guide me this way and i was like it's just so big for me because it's where i found so many answers blogging and i grew up on that field a little bit and i decided okay i'm finding my route this is almost where i want to where i want to be so you came here 2007 Seven. You spent five years doing like customized clothing, right? Yeah. And you're like, this is cool. I love the industry and I'm still not there. 
And then you jump into corporate, you're like, let me continue experimenting. And then after seven years, you were like, you know, I gotta resume my passion. And you started right. growing. Well, during the seven yeah. years, I still had it in the back of my mind. So, so I was working, yeah. you know, full time for this company, but I would always have that little voice behind me. Yes. Like, How are you going to totally. achieve? Yeah. Your dream, like you still have yeah. that voice behind. Yeah. So yeah. I kept listening to that voice. I love that. I love yeah. that. And it was until you start taking action and experimenting that you continue getting clarity and more Correct. clarity. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because sometimes people think clarity is like a thing that will come to us and then we know the exact steps we need to take. Right. And it does take time, it does take action, it does take trial and error, experimentation to get there. So yeah. I love that you are describing every step of the journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And vlogging, you know, it was completely out of my comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Because for that, I had to be my own model, right? To model my styles, mm-hmm. my taste, and it was completely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Because I created pieces for women to wear. And I also created many dresses for me, for myself as well, you know, if I went, yeah, if I went, yeah. went to a wedding, I would make my own dress. But you're not in front of the camera, right? Mm-hmm. So it just really opened up a lot of different experiences for me, and it opened up my mind in so many ways. Wow. The writing part of it, you know, you're pushing yourself to something different, completely out of my comfort zone. I, English is my second language. Yeah. So I was always afraid of making mistakes when I write to this day. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's fine. It doesn't stop you. It's like, hey, I'm going to do it and see what comes out of it. Yes. So blogging, that's awesome. So you said doing blogging, you got a lot of your questions answered. Right. Was that through you seeking information or people interacting with you? How did that Both. happen? Both. Both. Me seeking information and also asking the people that I thought that would be able to help me or answer those questions, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. That makes sense. It's like you have that intuition, right? Yeah. You know who to yes. ask. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you get it wrong, but it's okay. It's okay. It's part of the process. It's meant to happen. It's for you to learn. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't learn one thing, you learn something else. You know, some things are useful and some things are not. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you just, you know, try to think what is useful and what is not. You just, okay, right? Yeah. I love this quote. It's one of the presuppositions of NLP and it says, there is no failure, only feedback, right? So yeah. feedback is just data, like you're incorporating in order to get closer to your goal or desired outcome. Yeah. That's beautiful. You talk a lot about your gut, your intuition. Yes, I listen a lot to my intuition. Tell me more about it. Tell me when you started just realizing that that was something you could trust? Oof, you know, I think I've always listened to my intuition, even since I was a kid. Nice. It's something very important to me because if I don't recall an action or a moment where I said, well, it saved me from this or, you know, or I didn't listen to it and I ended up doing something wrong. But I really, really trust it. especially with people, mm-hmm. you know, that's one. I don't know, I feel so grateful because always, I always get the right people, yeah. you know, to help me or to support me in, you know, different ways. So it's just listening to that voice, that energy, that 
you know, all of that. I don't know. It's just yeah. It's like a trust you have. Yeah. You don't overthink it. You just go with it. Yeah. As long as it makes sense to you, you rather than mine and everything. Yeah, exactly. How it feels, and yeah, it's the same. It's the same for business. I listen to my intuition all the time. And if I want to do something, I think about it and. Whatever I feel, what's the outcome, or what exactly? What am I getting from this, or what do I want to achieve? I always listen to that inner voice, and sometimes you're just doing it wrong, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but if you listen to that voice, you'll know. There is a learning there. Yeah. If that's not the right path. There is definitely a learning right. for you to apply moving mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. It's so interesting the, uh, with intuition, right? Because a lot of times. For example, I jumped from a six-figure corporate job to my full-time entrepreneurship and coaching passion, right? And sometimes mentally or logically, that may not make sense for a lot of people, but just trusting that this is the path for me and having faith that things will work out, I think that's such an instrumental part of the journey. That sometimes what your intuition tells you, it may not make total, logical, rational sense, and at the same time you know that it is, that is the right thing for you. Right. I feel like that is always a fight between fear and intuition. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is true. It is fear. It is fear. Like, I have the exact same yeah. problem, you know. You have that true. comfort zone when you're working mm -hmm. at a company, right? Yeah. You rely on that pay on that paycheck every yes. every couple of you know, weeks or months or whatever. And you have just that inner peace that okay, my finances are great, but right? I don't have yeah. to worry about anything. I just need to work and then have fun. Yeah. Right? And so it's that fight between your intuition in my case is you know no, I it's very valid. Yeah. Right? I have this dream and it's going to take all this effort to build it, all these years, all you know, it's, it's so much, right? It's not just okay, you launch your business and you're out. No, there is a huge path for you. <laughs> there is <laughs> a fun one, <laughs> a challenging one at the same time. And so, but then there is that little voice of fear behind you, right, all the time. You know, why am I doing this? Yeah, why do you don't make it? What is, right. what is, what is voice? <laughs> yeah, so it's always a constant fight. But when I am at peace, you know, when I find that silence and I listen to my inner voice, I know I'm doing the right thing. I don't listen to fear. It disappears from, disappears from my mind and I know that I'm doing what I really love to do. Right, yeah. regardless of the outcome, at least I have that feeling of, I guess I want to find the right word for this one, but it's that fulfillment. Yeah, it's it fulfillment. Totally, right? totally. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you experience that fear, because as human beings, that will happen. Do you have a routine, or do you have like a recipe for yourself to ground back and get back on the path of love rather than fear? Yes, yes. And it's really funny because that fear always attacks me when I'm tired. Oh my god, yes. I in one of the interviews previously I said the same thing. Literally. I know. I know that when I am tired, fear wants to take over my brain. So yes. I've always tried to be very loyal to my routine because it keeps me sane. 
and I can listen to my gut rather than yeah. to that fear voice. But by this time, I know that that's one of the biggest causes of my fear trying to get in my head, and so I've learned to to deal with it. You know, even when I'm tired, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to listen to you because、mm-hmm. you are just bugging me because I'm tired. <laughs> yes, that for me that has been one of the biggest learnings that I got when I started my entrepreneurial journey. I realized that late at night, when I was too tired, my self-talk was negative, and I think awareness is the first step. It's like,、yeah. oh, this happens when I'm tired, like a lot of times, and I did exactly the same thing. So it's funny that you brought that up. I just separated that out, and sometimes I would just go to bed, and the next day I would feel totally refreshed and ready to go. Yeah, you're excited to start your day. Yeah. Yes. I do have some books that I love,、yeah. you know, to feed my brain when I am having when I'm having the、yeah. negative self talk. I am like, okay, this is not good. Let me go to Tony Robbins's, you know, yeah, he's amazing. So I go to his books and I'm like, okay, feeling, you know, I, sometimes I do it very early in the morning. If you don't get a really good night's sleep, first thing you wake up is like、yeah. negative self talk. And the one thing I always do is I love to go work out first thing in the morning, and so I always have my cup of coffee before my workout. And the first thing I do, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling great today. Let me listen to some positive books, get my mind right, go to do my workout. And honestly, after I finish my workout, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Even even though I'm tired, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Awesome. So wake up, coffee, work up, listen at some positive books, and ready to start in、yeah. the morning. Yeah. Is there anything you do at night, or is mainly in the morning just to prepare you for your day? No, I do prepare the day before. Okay. Okay. Because, like I said, my sleep determines how my day is going to be. Yeah. And you know, everything is mindset, right? Everything. Focus, productivity. It all depends on your mood. It all depends on what's in your mind, and so for me, it starts the night before. I love that. I make I sure that. that I I'm going to bed early enough to get a good night's sleep. Even what I have for dinner, I watch, you know, because if I don't eat early enough, it would affect my quality of sleep. So I'm very very much into nutrition as well. So pay a lot of attention to all those things. Because you're right, everything is in the mind. Even the ability of me seeing yourself, everything starts here in the brain. Every single thing starts in the brain, so it's、yeah. really important to take care of that. Yeah, I'm a complete believer of listening to your body, and sometimes you know certain、yeah. foods they just don't sit well at、mm-hmm. night, and they affect <laughs> your sleep. Totally.、Yeah. It's funny because the first time I realized how important it was to take care of nutrition was after Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins、oh, because、yeah. he has one day that he speaks all nutrition, and before that, no one had ever talked to me about vegetables. I'm not exaggerating. That was in 2013, 2014. Isn't that crazy that we just don't get educated、right. like a lot of times? Yeah, correct. That's awesome. So、yeah. good nutrition is an important one. Oh、you. my gosh, yes. I am so strict with my nutrition. You got it. It's your energy, right? Yes, yes. For sure. My brother always makes jokes with me because I eat a lot of greens. Yeah. And mosquitoes always bite me. And he says it's because of the mosquitoes. Because of the greens, the mosquitoes bite me because I smell like greens. <laughs> That is funny. I need to talk to your brother. <laughs> 
<laughs> that yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Talking about books, right? You mentioned you love reading books. That that's something we both share in common. I yes. live and breathe books and knowledge. What are some books you would recommend to our viewers just to take care of their mindset? Oh my gosh, I have a couple of favorite books. I have a nice list. One of my favorite books is Think Big. Can't yeah. remember the author, but I love that book. I have that. Yeah, I haven't read, but I have. I've heard great things of that. Yeah, I love that book. And the one that you recommended me a couple of months ago, believe it. Oh my God! Isn't that good? Such I'm a great like book. Ready to go. Yes. Such a great book. I love Tony Robbins' books. Yeah. I have several of his books and they're just amazing. They just get your mindset all the time. <laughs> like ready to go. Yes. Yes. Cool. So those are a few of my favorites. I obviously have a, a long list of favorites, but you know, I don't recall it. Every time I read something, I always go, I have it for different fields. Sometimes yeah. I have books for marketing that I'm like, okay, I need to go back to this book because I had something valuable and it had something really valuable and I need to feed on it again, you know? And I also have business books and it depends what my need is for the occasion yeah. the week on day. You know, you kind of like go back and forth. I'm not necessarily good at recalling the names, to be honest with you. You know, I just go search. You'll be able to go for one, so that's perfect. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those are the ones yeah. that actually I care the most because they get your mind, you know, to the right places. I love yeah, that. Get your mindset. Thank you so much for them. Yeah. Now, going back to your journey, I'm working in corporate, and you're making the jump into full-time entrepreneurship, which is a big decision and an important one. How did that happen and when did you know that was the right moment for you? Well, you know, I worked on my business for almost a year while nice. still doing the corporate world, I mean the corporate job, but I was still in the learning process, but it still worked, right? Because you're working towards, towards I design, right? <laughs> yes. yes, developing designs, you know, still working with the company at night, I would come home and, you know, work on the designs, sourcing fabrics. I had to learn where to source in the U.S. or outside the U.S., but in bigger quantities, how to get it shipped to me, to the manufacturer, you know, find yeah. the right manufacturer to work with. Like all of those things I still did while working. But, you know, I got to the point where, okay, am I serious or do I want to just continue doing this little by little? Because you don't really have a lot of time left when you mm. have a corporate job. And um, what led you to asking yourself that question, if you were serious or not? I think it was because I was getting tired. Okay. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was getting tired of those long nights of after work and I felt like I was not enjoying other parts of life because I was, you know, trying to get my business up and running and for me it's very important all the time to ask questions. And I listen always to how I feel. And so I was feeling tired, I was feeling exhausted and you know how it happens that you know, a lot of things are going on and you can't go here, you can't do that because you, yeah, you're working yeah. on, your, on your dream, right? And so, um, how serious am I with this, right? I, 
have to make a decision eventually to jump into it. And yeah, I I thought about it for months, and but I was always asking that question. And actually, it was good because it made me think bigger of it rather than you know staying where I was. Yeah. And I think that was one of the bigger, I guess, pushers for me to make that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like, okay, if this is the empire, let's say, that I want to build, because I do have big dreams for Super Petite. And so if I want to get there, then I need to be more serious and dedicate more time and be full-time doing it because it requires a lot more than what I'm doing. I love that. And I always, I have a couple of coaching clients that they have entrepreneurial aspirations. And I always tell them, hey, if you want to be in the top 10% of the population here, you got to behave like the top 10%. You know, you got to show up consistency, have discipline. And I love that you have those big dreams that led you to behave that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, if I can't take action, exactly, I'm not going to go anywhere. And what was preventing me from taking action to, you know, to expand, it was time. Yeah, it was time. And because my time was 24 hours. (laughs) Right. And then I tried to have a balance. So I never jeopardized my health for work. That's never been a choice for me. My health is first, you know, so I would always wake up early to work out, to cook my healthy meals. And that was not negotiable for me. And then you go to work. Mm -hmm. So I only had a few hours to work in the evening. And I was like, if I just continue doing this path, it's never gonna it's not gonna go anywhere. Like you can start doing things, but the amount of work that you really need to put into when you're serious and yes. you really wanna achieve something, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not just okay, let, let me send an email here to yes. see, no, you just have to do many emails to see who's many. going to respond. And a lot of it happens in the background, you know, like right. we see these beautiful dresses, right? We are wearing them right now. A lot happens in the background, which yes. is things that people don't see, you know? Yes, it's a yeah. lot of work, you know, sourcing fabrics, talking to manufacturers, deciding on designs, what design goes with this fabric. My design inspiration, they start on the fabrics. And so I first, have to find the right fabric and then inspire from that and we make a design. Wow, that's beautiful. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, designing is it's a very creative field, so you can really get inspired from anything. Yeah. But I make it to the point that I want to get inspired through the fabric because for me it's important that the customer gets a quality fabric. I so that's where the process starts with the fabric. Nice. So you made the jump. How long have you been full-time entrepreneur now? Since December of 2019. What? Which, How exciting. Right? Which, which was a really rough start because then the pandemic hit in 2020. Talking about that, let's talk about the challenges <laughs> of being a full-time entrepreneur, right? Because there are a lot of beautiful and fulfilling things, and there are also the other side of the coin, which are challenges. Yes. Tell me about your biggest challenges. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to say, I feel like everything is a challenge. Yeah. Absolutely everything, because... As an entrepreneur, things change all the time. You don't have a set schedule. You don't have a set 
I mean, certain things are, you know, just become normal on your daily basis, but it's, everything is a challenge, right? Like sourcing fabrics is a challenge, especially mm-hmm. because I'm very focused on sustainability. Yeah. So finding fabrics that really speak to that side of sustainability is not that easy. The fashion industry is still very, very not involved with sustainability. Mm-hmm. So just starting from there, everything is a challenge. And then the designing process is a little bit of a challenge too. But, you know, those are like the easy challenges, right? But the bigger challenges, yes. For example, when the pandemic hit, we were about to to start the production process for our summer collection 2020 and everything shut down. So we got stuck with our fabric and customs in Guatemala because we produce in Guatemala. And it sat there for months because everything was closed. Mm-hmm. And so I have to say that in the bag, there's also always something good. Gladly, we didn't even start production, so I was able to cancel production. So we didn't produce nothing that year because, you know, by the time they started to work again, it was already summer. Yeah, yeah, it was a tricky time. Right, so gladly we just didn't put everything on hold for summer and just did it for the following year, which put me on a better position in terms of planning. Yeah, right. So you look at the uh, the bag, there's also good in it. Because in the fashion industry, you really have to plan ahead. That's how the business model is, unfortunately. You have to plan ahead, your designs, your productions, you know, get your fabrics, all of that, you just really plan way ahead of time. And so it puts us on advantage for the next year. I love it. So what kept you going through that tough time? Well, just thinking that this is going to go away. And if it doesn't, we'll find a way to live with it. Yeah, yeah. Right? There is no dumping. Like, there is not, well, I'm going to make it happen. Right. I love that. Yeah. I was just determined. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I just kept working, you know, and in the back end of it, more learning more about marketing and just more the education side of it. Yeah. I kept working on that, still sourcing fabrics, you know, all that, still uh, working in the design process, you know, for different seasons. So it was great because last year we actually developed, we already had summer because we didn't run a production in 2020, so we had it already. Yeah. For 2021 mm-hmm. and then we developed fall of 2021 you know in 2020. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know it worked out yeah we were on hold we really didn't have product to sell but we worked you know in the next year I love it. and so puts us in a really good position because now in 2021 we're already have our summer collection for 2022. We already have that yeah, developed. Yeah. Like so it. now we just have to run production on it when it's the time to do it. So we're way ahead of the game now. I love it because the learning is like a lot of these things that we consider a challenge at the moment. They may be a blessing in the near future, yeah. right? Which is the, the beauty of, of your experience. Correct. Right? That's exactly what happened. And so I'm like, okay. We didn't have power to sell in 2020 during the summer, but we're in a great position for 2021 and now for 2022 as well. I like great way to reframe the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I was super stressed though because when we when I launched, 
it was my very first piece, very first everything, right? So everything was delayed. Customs was uh, difficult. Yeah. Shipping was everything was like everything was an experiment, an experiment, right? So we were super late for the launch. Timing just didn't work the way I had it planned, and it was okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was it great. It was an experience, and we learned from the process, and we've gotten better every single time. We've gotten so much better. I love it. Let's talk about finances, right? Entrepreneurship and finances. That's also a mindset that you gotta shift when you shift yeah. your career towards entrepreneurship. And I feel when I spoke to you, I think I don't remember if I had made the decision of uh, switching to entrepreneurship, but it was close yeah. around that time. And you gave me such great advice about finances. I remember coming here and just being excited. I bought the book you recommend. I read it. So I think you're a really great person to talk about this. What are some of the beliefs you have around finances? I love this topic though. And it's also kind of funny because the people don't think about it about money this way. But when I think about money, I think about love. love. Because the way I see it is that I love money. Everybody loves me. <laughs> it's a frequency. Exactly. Yeah. I have so much respect for it as well because you have to be very mindful of how you use it, how you spend it. And so I have great respect for it and also so much gratitude for it as well. Right. So those are my three beliefs in money. I love it. I respect it. And I'm so grateful for it to come to my life. Right. And to be able to use it also yeah, in yeah. positive ways, you know, to help someone or to do changes in life. Because I do see my business as something different than the majority of, you know, the products in the market because I'm very, very, very involved in sustainability. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's very hard. It's, it's not an easy market to be in because people are still not very informed about sustainability. So they don't understand the price ratio compared to something that is not sustainable. Yeah, it's like organic, right? The price is a little bit on the high end, but it's right. totally worth it for the environment, your body and everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially your body. Especially your body. I mean, if you care for your health. And yes, the environment for sure. So for me, that's like, a, it's non-negotiable. Even if it's going to take a little bit of a more effort for me to educate people and all of that. But it all comes from from the money perspective, right? Even if it's it's harder to, to find my customers that really believe in sustainability mm -hmm. as well. But I just don't see it any other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like if I'm not sense. adding value to the planet, to my customer's life, um, to my business, because it also adds value to my business, the way we build it. And in terms of, let's assume there is someone that is thinking about entrepreneurship and maybe shifting uh, their path, what kind of advice would you give that person about finances and just entering that journey of entrepreneurship? Yes. Oh my gosh. And I think I gave this. Yes. That, that, that one I always remember. I think I know which one you're going to 
know exactly who your customer is. Yeah, how yeah, yeah. you are going to make your money doing your business. You have to have that very, very clear. And I remember you told me, think of different ways. Think of different ways where you can bring money. And I have in my OneNote this tab with brainstorming ideas of projects I can do or how I can create passive income doing coaching. Like all these ideas. And I always think of you because you were the one who inspired me to think, I mean, if I have money, I'll be able to help a lot more people. If I have money, I'll be able to be on business for hopefully an unlimited time until I die, you know. And so that's yeah. what's keeping you, that's part of the foundation. Correct. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. That's the most important part, I think. When you yeah. have clarity of your path, where you'll find the ideal customer, then your business. Yeah. If you don't have that, you can have all the other pieces of the puzzle, but if you don't have the clear idea of who are you trying to reach, then it's not going to work out. What is the book you recommend to me? Oh my gosh. From Jen. I forgot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I forgot. You're about, about us making money. Yes, exactly. You're about us making money. That was yes. so helpful and so good. It's a great motivator. Yes. I listen to it often. Yeah, yeah you don't. <laughs> I know. I, to this day, I still go back to it because it's all about mindset, right? Mm -hmm. She just yeah. pretty much talks about mindset. What is money? A piece of paper, right? It is a mindset and the frequency that you have that is going to help you attract that or manifest it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And your attitude towards it as well. Totally. Hey, right. we love money. That's yes. why you got to practice Who doesn't? Who doesn't, What is life without money? Nothing. We have to love it. I love it. Yeah, and when you're congruent with the quality of service or even the quality of the product, right? You feel great asking for money because you're giving back the right. same or even more, you know? Right. That's yeah. why you're getting paid. So yeah. That was right. a big lesson for me too. Yes. Yeah. No, that's exactly that's exactly my approach. So I try to always add value in every aspect of of Sugo Petit, you know, not just with the product and you know customer service, but also we, in which other ways I can help. Yeah. So yeah. we have different partnerships with different organizations, you know, to, to help uh, people with hunger and also with sustainability. So we just really have to add that value. I love it. Okay. So as we conclude, right, as we approach the end of this interview, which I'm sure more will come, and tell us about some key advice you would give someone entering the entrepreneurship journey in terms of mindset or anything you want them to know, like key things that really helped you. Yes, I have two. Love it. One of them is ask questions all the time. Question everything. No? Yes. <laughs> Even if you get the answer, question your answer. Like yes. keep asking questions. I love it. That's one. The second one is think bigger. Yeah. You have this like idea, it. it can be bigger than that. What's the biggest you could go? Even if it's completely out of your mind, like if you don't plant that seed, yeah, it's not going to be big enough, right? You have to plant that seed of being big so you can start 
asking more questions, how to get there. Right? Yes, uh, yeah. I love what I'm really think big. Next. I just made that decision in my mind. <laughs> I was like, think bigger, yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I think the question is for other people and for yourself. Like, sometimes we don't question, you know, ourselves, you know, what do we want? What clarity are we seeking? So I, I love that those were your Yeah, and reasons. you know what, speaking of clarity, I think one of the biggest challenges, not just in the entrepreneurship world, but in our lives, is finding clarity. Yeah, right? totally. That's one of the biggest Very challenges. Much. And for me, the way I found, or I have found clarity in different areas of my life, is by asking questions. I love that. Yes. Just ask questions, even to yourself. Yeah. I was reading a quote the other day on Instagram, which is pretty much aligned with what we're saying. And it said, direction is so much more important than speed. You know, like having that clarity of where are you heading to? Just don't go crazy to different sides and you're not heading towards somewhere. So I love that you added that part. Yes. Clarity is everything, but you won't find it until until you seek it. And the way you seek it is asking questions. Yeah, um, yeah. taking actions. It's one step at a time. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. I love it. So as we conclude, tell us more about Sugo Petit. What's next for Sugo Petit? How can our viewers find you in social media, the website? Just Give us all the information you want to give us. We're ready to receive. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. So you can find us at sugupetit.com, Instagram at sugupetit, and Facebook as well. So thank you so much, Susan, for being here. It was such a pleasure and honor to interview you and just hearing how inspiring your story is. Thank you. For me, and I'm sure for everyone else listening, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me, Janet. I love you, and I'm <laughs> so proud of you for taking this step. Oh, you're yes. so sweet. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.